Do you believe in aliens? Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the greatest podcast on earth about nonsense. I am Chris Cash from Mount Filibella Works, joined by my co-host, Roy, the psychopath Scott from Vintage Axe Works. This is the Axe and Iron Podcast. What have you been up to? Oh, man. Uh, so, <laughs> I... Uh... I sent my wash. I sent my fucking iPhone through the washing machine on Sunday. What? Uh, yeah, seriously. I know they're waterproof. Did it survive? So they're waterproof for thirty minutes, yeah. and I was washing my work clothes because so I had like a, a whole load of fucking wood come in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And my clothes were trash because it was raining and snowing and just like yep. shit everywhere. And I just walked straight to the basement, threw my clothes in. And I was just wandering around the rest of the day going, I wonder where my phone is. And then I tore the house upside down, opened up the washing machine. No way. There it was. Oh, it it was just fucking brick. (laughs) (laughs) So I No bag of rice is going to fix that. No, there was like, I could see water inside of the the camera lens, all three camera lenses. Oh, I mean, just like a sickening feeling, you know? Wow. Um, so I called Apple Care, and thankfully Britt had enough sense to to get me the extended, you know, warranty, warranty and all yeah. that sort of stuff. Because she was like, "You destroy everything that you freaking touch out in your shop. Of course, I'm going to get you the the extended plan on your phone." That's hilarious. So I spent all day Monday going to the Apple Store, getting everything switched over. Because if you have a live phone and you have a dead phone, yeah. it's it's very difficult. It's not difficult. It's just a pain in the ass to transfer stuff over. It's but like if you buying have a-, a car. You think you're going to be there for 10 minutes and it turns into three hours. Yeah. Yeah. And, and <laughs> you have to have an appointment to get into the Apple store. They had six security guards at the front. They had eight window stations. The whole fucking place was locked down. It was ridiculous. What? Yeah, seriously. Wow. I've never actually been into an Apple store, but I hear they're, they're pretty crazy. It is. It, it, yeah, yeah. I, Whenever I was on the phone with them Sunday night, they made an appointment. The first appointment I could get was Monday at 12.50. So I show up at like 11.50, and I walk up to the security guard, and I was like, hey, I'm here for my appointment. He's like, you're an hour early. You know that, right? And I was like, can you kind of squeeze me in? He's like, there's no squeezing in. You just got to fucking wait. (laughs) (laughs) Why'd you show up an hour early anyway? Because... You just happen to be there at that time or something? No, I mean, I I was like, well, I'll just get there a little early and maybe there's a little spot that I can. I didn't know that there was going to be six freaking security guards and a line uh, wrapped around the fucking mall. So what'd you do? Just sit in your car until you're. No, I went shopping and got um, some coffee and, you know, just whatever, just poked around. I was able to get in like 20 minutes early or something, but still, I mean. Uh. Just transferring over everything over because my phone was dead. I had to everything was backed up to the cloud, and I had to do all that. And he gave me a phone that was dead, like it had no battery. No battery. Yeah. Yeah. He plugs it in and has one percent, and he's like, "Well, I'm sorry, you can't charge it here. Just get the fuck out of here." So I had to. (laughs) (laughs) I had to leave. Nothing was transferred, so I had to come home. Then of course, whenever it finally does power up, it says, "Hey, there's a new software update. Would you like to download it?" Uh, Yeah. Then you download and it's like, hey, it's ready to up. It's ready Dude, to install. Dude, there's a new software. There's a new software update every week with Apple. It's ridiculous. 
It was just a big fucking shit show run around on Monday, so completely trashed for production. And then yesterday, I had to uh, take my wife up to the airport and go to the chiropractors. There's a whole bunch of like fucking chores and stuff, and I didn't get out into the shop until late. And go get your new adult diapers. Go yeah. change your colostomy bag. Seriously, the struggle is real. I mean, I can poop <laughs> my pants anytime. You old man, you. <laughs> <laughs> Well, since last time we talked, I drove up to where the hell did I go? I delivered some tools to a good friend of mine, Steve Pellegrino. He bought a leg vice from me and didn't want it shipped. So I brought it to him because it was kind of on the way I had to go. The ultimate destination was Hartford, Connecticut to deliver mm-hmm. a new coal forge to somebody. And uh, from Hartford, Connecticut, I went to Fairfield, Connecticut, to our buddy Paul Pinto's place. Dang. And, uh, yeah. All in all, it was 16-hour drive. Jeez Louise, man. I was going to try and crash, but I was, like, on a mission to get home. So I ended up falling asleep somewhere in Pennsylvania for, like, an hour or two. Just on, like, at a rest stop or something? Just at, like, a gas station thing, yeah, one of those sheets, Mm -hmm. like, uh deli yeah. slash gas station things and, and a come and go yeah exactly <laughs> yep so i uh stopped there crashed for a little bit and then uh headed home but uh got bought some great stuff from paul uh actually there was two pauls involved in that trip the first so paul, how do i know paul pellegrino i know that name no steve pellegrino steve steve, how do steve I know pellegrino is a knife maker in uh kind of upstate pennsylvania he's just a good dude just a great knife maker makes cool shit um Paul Spirito's like a, a maker type guy who's really handy, and uh, he's been bugging me for a coal forge for like six months, and we finally put a deal together on one that he liked, and uh, so that went to a good home. Paul Pinto, we all know who Paul Pinto is. If you don't know who Paul mm-hmm. Pinto is, go follow Paul Pinto. He's like a 21-year-old muscle. Yeah, in the metal metal world, he's doing big things, and I went to his new shop. And it was literally like a warehouse. It is literally like an airplane hangar. Yeah, it it looked huge. All his machinery is giant. All his layout tables are giant and everything looks tiny because he's in this giant building. Um, But no, he's doing really well for himself. And uh, he hooked me up with some stuff. I bought some stuff from him to bring back. And yeah, it was a good trip. And um yeah, I didn't miss doing those trips. Those trips mm-hmm. were cr- those trips are crazy. Like so, start to finish. How long were you going? Uh, let's see. You know, that's a good question. I, I think only I ask left good questions. Here, I think I left here at five in the morning, mm-hmm. and I got home just shy of eleven o'clock that evening. Jeez Louise! Yeah, and I literally only stayed at their shops for like two minutes. Mm-hmm. Hey, here's your minutes. shit. I gotta yep, go. Pretty much. Yep. <laughs> I was like, I'm on a mission. Gotta keep the gotta keep the uh, truck warm and keep it going. But um, yeah, that was a crazy trip. I was gonna try and go a little further north, but did you run into like, bad weather on the road? I did. On the way back, it, it was it was like a sign, a literal sign on the side of the road that said, one of those digital flashing ones, keep uh, keep out for changing weather conditions. Whiteouts. Uh, whiteouts happening frequently or something along those lines. And this is in Northern Pennsylvania. I'm coming back. Dude, I couldn't see the freaking uh, nose of my truck. Oh, it whited out so bad. And I'm like white knuckling. 
And Amy, my wife's like, oh, just pull over, just relax. Just, I'm like, no, I'm going home. I'm getting home. <laughs> because the further and further I got south, it stopped mm-hmm. snowing. So I just, like, muscled through it and shit. But, yeah, a couple sketchy little spots there where it was, like, 20 miles of nothing but whiteout conditions. But That's the that, worst. I had Ben Snur in my ear for a long time. We talked on the phone for a while, and that always makes time Aww. go by fast. So. Look at you guys. <laughs> <laughs> Ben's my guy. Was he my whispering man. to you? Oh, Chris, yeah. come on. I love that beard, how it was Chris. Going and all that stuff. But, that um, beard, it's so patchy. Yeah, it's then I <laughs> got home and got, uh, I bought a new trailer. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Talk is, about that fucking thing. It looks killer. super nice. It's very nice. So I, I ordered this trailer three months ago. No, probably longer than that now. Four months ago. They, they stopped production as I'm waiting for this thing. They stopped production on the exact trailer that I wanted. So, because of COVID, reason? Oh, they, okay. they shut their factory down for three months. Mm-hmm. And nobody, I guess sales on this particular trailer wasn't weren't that high. So, they just stopped production on it completely. So, I had to like downgrade okay. a little bit. And I wanted this specific trailer for two reasons. One, it was it's light. It only mm-hmm. weighs a thousand pounds. It's a dual axle trailer that holds sixty five hundred pounds, but the trailer itself only weighs a thousand pounds. So there's like all these things out there. Like these guys are like, oh, just get the biggest, baddest trailer you can. Well, that's all well and great, but if your trailer weighs five thousand pounds and then you're gonna mm-hmm. put another ten thousand pounds on top of it, then you're pulling. You know, it's just pain in the ass. So I wanted something lightweight that could haul a lot and uh, relatively inexpensive. It wasn't cheap, but it wasn't expensive either. But mm-hmm. um, and it was a good platform. So one reason was it was light. The second reason is it's a good platform to build off of. So structurally, this this trailer's okay. It's mm-hmm. got like they do some cheese ball shit on them, which I get because it's like production trailer. But they nail. So like it has two by eight boards on it, mm-hmm. six, 15, fourteen feet long, and they nail the board. It's the most cheesiest shit I've ever seen. They blow a nail gun right through the board and through the steel. What? Yeah. Instead of like screwing and bolting. That's weird. Yeah. It blows my mind. It's so like the trailer brand new. uh, You you walk on the deck and the boards are all like. (laughs) Because they're not. They're like. They're going to last like maybe six months. Especially with as much as I um, haul. But anyway. uh, My buddy Kevin. He's he's been helping me through like the last five, six, seven, eight years doing all this shit and he's let me use his trailer every time i needed it. he had a steel deck uh trailer that was only three thousand pound hauling capacity and i would load it with like ten thousand pounds of shit of and bring it home but um no so this is a good platform to build off of i put uh expanded metal sides on it mm-hmm. which i showed on instagram a couple days ago that i could uh Literally just lay shit in the bottom of it, anvil, swedge blocks, vices, and don't have to worry about strapping them down. That's a legit thing. And then I'm going to put a steel deck on it, a steel deck on the gate, and uh, put some D-rings down because machinery slides great on steel. It doesn't mm-hmm. slide so well on uh, wood. And then I'm going to put a 6,000-pound uh, winch on the front of it. Wow. So yeah. are you going to take the wood off, or are you just putting metal over top of it? I'm just putting – so there? what I'm going to do is I'm going to like put – Like some skids on it or something? Well, I'm going to put four-by-eight sheets, a quarter-inch plate on top of it, steel. And then okay. I'm going to countersink uh, bolts and go right through the structure of the trailer, through the wood, uh-huh. through the structure, which is the steel on the bottom, and then bolt everything together so it's nice and tight and strong and everything. So that's my plan with that. 
And so how uh, long do you think those boards are going to last? Like just weather wise, those, those boards suck. All that, all that production trailer floor decking sucks. I mean, it'll probably last three years, maybe if that. So why so, are you even wasting your time with the wood? Why don't you just put well, some... I'll leave, I'll leave, the wood's a good base to build off of a good foundation. We'll see it. We'll see. I put 10 year tags on this thing. No, I'm not going to have it 10 years. I'm going to beat the shit out of this today. I mean, I bought it for the intention of like, it's mm-hmm. small and it's only 14 foot long. So it's not like giant and it's small enough to where I can like still weave in and out of traffic. Like I do when I drive through like the middle of New York city and shit with the trailer full of old junk on the back. But <laughs> that does not sound fun. No, it sucks. And that was a big part of the reason why the trip took me so long. I, I called my, my wife says, you know, you're going through the city at like five o'clock, right? On a Friday. God. And I'm yeah. like, oh, my God, I didn't even think about that. Of course, I'm looking on the GPS. The GPS shows like a green line right through the city. That thing lies. <laughs> that thing lies. I got Dude, stuck, like dead smack in the Bronx for 45 minutes. Just dead stop traffic. Nothing moving. Yeah, there's so. never a green line in fucking New York. Oh, no. no. Anytime, you go, anywhere, anytime you go near the city, it's always traffic central. I don't care what time of day it is, any, right. any of that shit. It doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. But, um, no, another funny story about the, the trailer deal is uh, a friend of mine, um, I met him. He's bought some tools from me. Uh, his name's Brian. He goes by Salty Electrician. He's an electrician dude that lives about an hour and a half from me. He said that uh, he had a line on some steel plate, and I'm mm-hmm. like, "Oh, this that'll be perfect." He's he's into wheeling and dealing and trading stuff, and and he's always he's pretty much furnished his entire shop from me. And I had a bandsaw that he wanted. And he says, "Hey, you want to do some trading for some cash and some of that steel plate?" And I said, "Oh yeah, that'd be awesome." I said, "I need some steel plate anyway for this new trailer I got." He says, "Okay." He says, "I can only bring you like two sheets though." And I said, "What do you mean?" He's He's uh, it's big, it's heavy, and I'm like, we means heavy. And he drives an F two fifty, so I'm like, you could put more than two sheets in the back of an F two fifty and head mm-hmm. up the road, you know. Well, he gets here and it's three eighths thick. Each okay. sheet weighs like four hundred ninety pounds. Okay. So I was like, well, this ain't gonna work for the trailer deck because I'm gonna be adding a thousand pounds to it right off the bat before yeah, no he put a piece of equipment on it. So anyway, he brought me that stuff, and uh, he brought me two pieces of that plate. So now I got some very nice welding tables that I'm probably going to make for some people, either four by four welding table or four mm-hmm. by eight welding table. Yeah, because they're three eighths thick and uh, brand new steel. So and he has eight more pieces, and I was like, hey man, hook a brother up. I, I want I want <laughs> I want as much steel plate as I can get. So so, so talk about those leg vices that you just unloaded. Oh yeah, they were just uh, those things were beautiful, excellent condition. I mean, they were just like uh, majority of the vices that I do. I, I have a literal junk trailer out back that's just a flatbed uh, dual axle trailer that I probably could have fixed up and used, but uh, I just use it to store crap. And it is filled filled with probably thirty or forty vices. And what are you serious? Yeah, because I, they're ones that I don't think are. Uh, they're not nice. They're not in perfect condition. Mm-hmm. You know, there's like things that I don't like about them. So I only want to make available stuff that's super, super nice when it comes to vices. Like I don't want anything going out the door that's subpar or something that I wouldn't want in my shop. But yeah, yeah, just 
like especially like that one that you that you sold to Ben Snoor. Like that was like bottom of the barrel. That one. <laughs> Ben's bought a couple vices from me actually. Sucker. Um, but uh, no, um, I, I love doing those vices. Every time I think that I'm going to stop doing them, I, I really enjoy the process of taking them Dude, apart. Dude, they look making... they look so fucking nice. I they mean, look good. I seriously. like them. Yeah, I kept I like I said on the last time I kept that uh one I did the handle for and put on the drill press uh thing. But the guys that are buying these things and I uh-huh. get where they're coming from, they want they don't want to go out and search for this shit. There's mm-hmm. you know, there's like two types of customers. There's a person that wants to buy bottom of the barrel crap that they're gonna fix mm-hmm. up themselves, which I really don't sell. Like people ask me all the time, how much is a leg vice unrestored? I was like, Oh, I don't sell them that way. You know, yeah. go find go find one on your own. These guys that get these, they want to put it, they want to get the vice, buy it, and put it in their shop, and that's it. They yeah. want to bolt it to their stand or their bench, and that's it. And that's and what I want to make available. Yeah. yeah, that's exactly the, the thing that I want to make available to people is like, you can buy this, and you can bolt it to your workbench, your stand, and go right to work that day. And I warranty, I lifetime warranty all my shit. Everything. What? Yep. Yep. Those things are over a hundred years old. And if they're still around, they're going to be around long, long after I'm gone. So I don't care what, and, and the abuse that they used on them, the abuse that they used on them back in the day or that they did to them back in the day is going to be like, you know, leaps and bounds above what anybody's going to do to them today. So, um, yeah. Um, so is like, are there things (laughs) that, if someone is really abusing the fucking thing and like, they're like, Hey dude, such and like what, what breaks on them? I mean, I know that the fucking mounting brackets, nothing can break. Well, you can break break the mounting. Yeah. The mounting brackets, uh, they can snap sometimes. Uh, sometimes you'll have a wedge and a keeper bracket that'll break. But a lot of times they were made out of old underfine wrought iron. That wasn't as strong, but no, it's mm-hmm. nothing that can really break. The springs will go weak on them. Um, the screws, they, you know, like I said, the, everything's over 100 years old. So all that shit's going to last way, way longer than we're going to be around. So That's there's fair. nothing that can really break on them. I can go into a whole thing about why why they're so superior to a bench vice. But, you know, we could leave that on another show. I mean, there's a whole reason those vices were invented to take a whooping, you know. So... so not let's not do a deep dive in these things yet, but like, just give me an overview of the one, the the chain ones. I don't understand those. So the chain ones were only done for, I want to say eight years. I could be wrong on that. Maybe 12, eight, 10, 12 years, something like that. They only did them for that long because so their idea behind that was instead of having a hinge plate to open up in like a V Mm-hmm. Uh, your jaws would open up in a V. The the jaws would stay parallel the entire time you open and shut it, as mm-hmm. opposed to a stationary jaw and a d- dynamic jaw. If you were to put something in, say, six inches wide, and you mm-hmm. wanted to clamp it, well, the dynamic jaw, which is the jaw that moves, the mating surface of the actual jaw wouldn't be completely flat. Right. right, because you're mm-hmm. hinged and you're mm-hmm. you're you're swinging that jaw out in the shape of a V, and as opposed to the parallel jaw, which uh, would be parallel, it would it would squeeze. Oh, parallel like would a, be parallel, just like a bench vice. Um, mm-hmm. But I think the reason they didn't take off was one, they were completely 
they were completely cast. The whole vice uh, itself, sometimes they had forge welded jaws on them, but other than that, every part on it was cast. I don't think they were very cost effective, and I don't. I think they were a bit more expensive than a traditionally made blacksmith's vice. Well, so whenever that's, I, whenever so that's I why see... they're so rare today. Okay, and, yeah. And you don't you don't ever see them around is because the, the production numbers were a lot lower than your yeah, regular yeah. leg vice was. Yeah. So whenever I see stuff like that, I instantly think of like some of the wacky shit that Eric from Hand Tool Rescue restores, like like that tape gun. It's like crazy over the top. Yeah. Like it's so over engineered and overly mechanical that it just kind of looks cool. Like it yeah. functions as it should, but like whenever yeah. you see the chain and the gears and everything, it's yeah. like, is it all this necessary or is it just kind of there? I, because it, I mean, like today, it yeah. just just looks cool. I myself am not a fan of those vices. People absolutely love them and go nuts for them. I just, could care. I could care just less because they're them. not as common as the others. Just yeah, exactly. Just because they're not as common. Some, you know, some people claim they're stronger because of the lower, uh, you know, the lower chain or the lower gear that's pulling in the bottom of the jaw. I, you know, whatever. Bed loves his. He thinks it's great. I've sold them before. People think they're the most amazing, best vices. Hey man, more power to them. I think they're beautiful, beautiful vices. But um, you know, I, if they were so amazing, I would have one in my shop. <laughs> no, that's fair. That's fair. So whenever you and I were hanging out at, uh, was it Abana or whatever the fuck uh, it was Sofa. in Ohio? Sofa. So yeah, yeah, yeah. You guys were like up in arms because you found a really, really small chain yeah. vice, right? Is that yep. correct? Yeah. So, so Fisher made some that were only, oh, I don't know the exact measurements, but they made them down to like, I want to say two inch jaw width. Wow. And then they went up to like three inch and they're little tiny guys that would mount on the side of a bench. They didn't have a leg or anything like that to them. But those uh -huh. were those are super, super uncommon. Um, you rarely see them come up for sale. And when they do come up for sale, they're usually big bucks. I mean, nope. people pay thousand bucks for a uh -huh. two inch, two inch vice. That's only eight inches tall. That's crazy. So I remember you guys like all in a Twitter about it. Did I, I can't remember if any all of you all in bought a Twitter. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's actually, what our buddy Phil Kratz actually ended up buying that. He so did. I, yeah, I told him about it, and he's a Fisher nut, and he has to have everything Fisher. He loves those chain vices so much. So um, he actually sells a, a ton of uh, Fisher stuff on eBay as well. So he he saw value in in what it was, and I actually have a lead, uh, that old guy that I was telling you has like millions and millions of dollars of, uh, mm -hmm. tools. He's got a bunch of those and by a bunch, I mean like four or five, which is a lot. Jeez Louise. Yeah. So, um, but he knows what they are. He knows the value of them and all that. Mm -hmm. So, but, um, at the same time, he's going to want all this stuff going eventually. So, so yeah, vices are cool, man. Vices well, are just cool. There's so many different variations and crazy styles and yeah, yeah, yeah. Like that so, one Phil just posted the other day, the Wilton swivel jaw. Oh yeah, you don't I, ever man. see those things come up, man. God, I was drooling <clears throat> over that freaking They're thing. So cool. You know, I didn't know how how great swivel jaws were until my buddy Pat um, Pat Quinn up at uh, Center for Metal Arts. He's a mm -hmm. big advocate of those swivel jaw vices because he's always doing wedge keys for power hammers and stuff like that. Mm, so if you okay. need to grab something that's not, you know, parallel on both sides, those swivel the swivel jaw vices are freaking amazing. And uh, yeah, you don't rare you rarely yeah, you see don't... the Weltons come up for sale. 
Right, right, right. Yeah. Just swivel jaws in general aren't very common. Yeah. You see it, see it on a Wilton. Um, so yeah. in terms of, so let me, like, I don't want to, I don't want to say the wrong thing here. So I've heard them called leg vices and post vices. What's, what's the right fucking name? I think it's like soda and pop. I think it depends no, on it, what people don't what, care. No. I think it just depends on what part of the country you come from. Yeah, but are there like super nerds out there? Like, it's not called that. You, you yeah, call it. Yeah, like, give me a name. Like Who's, post, like post. Give me a name. Like, tell me someone. <laughs> tell me a fucking nerd that gets I'm all not doing wrapped that. up about it. Yo, come on, call someone out. <laughs> One of the biggest nerds we know down in oh down in southern Texas? United States. <laughs> He hates when people call him post vices. Oh, hates okay. it. So, what's the so. best post vice out there? Oh, what's like, the best? Oh, well, I'm gosh. saying like oh, the they, European, maybe not the best. The, the European stuff. They made so, just uh, out of this world, over the top, giant, huge, beautiful, forged leg vices, post vices, blacksmith vices. This whatever, like European stuff is off the charts, cool. And we don't have really. Oh. Yeah, that's yeah, weird. The United States can't even hold a candle to the ass of those craftsmen. Like when when they were making stuff back in the day, man, they mm-hmm. cared about every little freaking detail. I mean, they they made the most beautiful vices in the world. So and so, they, what's uh, kind of like the what's the Black Raven of of leg vices for you uh, guys? The, uh, Black Raven's probably the Germans. Like the German leg vices, they have these big giant rivets. That uh-huh. hold everything together as opposed to a lot of the English and American ones. The hinge plates were forge welded. Uh, German engineering just back in the day, man, was killer. And they just, like, everything aesthetically was, like, correct. It mm-hmm. looked beautiful. The forgings were very, very big and prominent and strong. And, um, yeah, the European stuff has it going on. So, uh, very rarely can you get any of that stuff over here in the United States. But, um it's it's really nice stuff. Uh, a lot of the French vices. Um, French? Ugh. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I imported a bunch of French vices about two or three years ago. And uh, there was one that had, uh, I think it was nine and a half inch jaws. And it weighed 243 pounds or something. Jeez double Louise. Double legs coming down. They had these really double nice legs. swooped arched springs on them. And yeah, the European stuff, man, it's just great. They were so, forging thousands of years before we were. So they had it going on like way before we even knew what a, a blacksmith yeah, was. Or, yeah, that's understandable. You know, so so in, in terms of like a, a good working shop, um, yeah. what's, uh, what's a good jaw width that most people kind of go with? Uh, like that's five ideal. Inch. Five, five inch. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. So things in, and I, and my Wilton's a five inch that I use every day yep. and everyone's like, Oh, you need the six or you need the eight. No, right. I don't. Yeah. Like I, I do a lot of 12 inch hatchets and even the five inch, it's almost too big because I'm, I'm bumping my hands into the jaw sometimes. Yeah. So bigger is not always better. I, I mean, that's that is I'm true. trying to get out. Yeah, I've had some vices in, in the shop that were 8-inch that weighed 220 pounds, and they have a 26-inch handle on them. And, and the handle itself weighs, like, you know, I mean, that's just 15, a, 15 yeah, really. pounds, and you're swinging Just to articulate around. the jaws. I mean, yeah, like, and if, it, if that friggin' handle drops and your finger's <laughs> underneath <laughs> Oh, it, God. Oh, 
Yeah. So yeah, bigger is not always better, but it also it also depends on what you're working on too. Yeah. You sure. can always uh you know the thing with anvils, you can always forge uh, small stuff on a big anvil, but you can't forge big stuff on a small anvil. Same thing yeah. with vices. You can't you can't clamp mm-hmm. giant. You know you're not going to put a like your five inch Wilton for instance. You're, just, you're not going to put an eight eight foot you know ten inch I beam in there no. and clamp it down. You know. No. So there's vices made for every occasion, but. Hey, um, do you do you follow um, this guy down in? I think it's in Texas. Also, it's Mexa Shop or something. He's no. a he's a big vice collector. You're, you're like shaking your head. No, he's uh-huh. a big vice collector. I, uh, here we go. I, mean, I said something no. wrong. I'm no, gonna hear he about it. Whatever. No, this. I don't know who he is. No, I've, okay. I've no, I don't know. Uh, anyway, was there a, a point it, to it, that story? Well, <laughs> yes, there is. I okay. think it's funny that, um, and it's not particular to him i think it's funny that people collect vices and people think that i collect vices and i don't yeah all my vices you use vices i I use vices yeah and for me to 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 see someone collecting vices it just seems silly like here you have this great piece of equipment that needs to be used and they're just sitting on a rack somewhere i mean i I think it's funny hey man people collect all kinds of crazy no 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 i get it 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 just for me it's like i see them and i'm like oh man you make the shit out of that you make collectible axes yeah no i mean i i I understand i I understand the parallel there it's like people that collect stamps i should start collecting stamps they're a lot lighter (laughs) fucking idiot i don't need a trailer for stamps (laughs) stupid I got a weird so, question for you. Go. Do you believe in aliens? Uh, that is a weird question. I don't know why you just pivoted toward that, but the short answer is yes. Yes, 100%, right? I'll tell yeah. you why I pivoted that to that way. Because I, I told you I bought a computer. I haven't owned a computer in like 10 years for the people that are listening. Mm-hmm. And everything's connected to everything now, right? To the internet, mm-hmm. all that stuff. So your wallpaper it, changes every day. When you turn on the computer, my wallpaper okay. changes every single day. And it gives me these pictures from all over the world. Pornhub? One, the picture that popped up today was from Olin. <laughs> I'm going to try and not mess this up. Olin Tetambo, Peru. Okay. okay? Mm-hmm. Olin Tetambo, Peru. I'm probably butchering that, but it doesn't matter. Probably. And it is some uh, ruins from, they estimate, like, 1400s or something mm-hmm. okay and so i click on the picture because it gives okay. you the option to click your wallpaper and see like where this image was taken mm-hmm. blah 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 and i start to like, right before the podcast i'm like looking at this thing mm-hmm. and there's these giant blocks right like i'm not an ancient alien follower or anything i've heard about that show and all that stuff but there's these blocks that look like they were cut by a machine they're yep. like a laser you know mm-hmm. about this uh not not specific uh, about that but this i place. know that they're like i know that the shit that was made Dude. thousands of years Dude. ago like how the fuck did you guys make that there was aliens with no tools there was aliens no modern tools yeah. so it's fucking weird are, these stones are giant they're massive and they're creating these big stone terraces on the side of this mountain in peru uh-huh. i mean yeah. it's just like the most beautiful looking stuff ever and it must have taken taken thousands of thousands of people and man hours to build this stuff because it's stone everything is stone you know it's stone cut away to meet another stone to meet another and stone so and it's beyond so precise yes it is yeah. like ridiculous so i start looking at these pictures and i start watching these little <laughs> videos 
Dude, they got these scientists there, and they're measuring laser, measuring these angles, and these rocks, these rocks are cut more precise than any tool that we have available to us today. Of course, they so are. the actual angle of the rock, and these things mm-hmm. have been sitting out there for you know hundreds of years, and hundreds of thousands of years, and the 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 rocks are cut in such a way. And it's so perfect, and they haven't aged or gone away or, like, deteriorated. Obviously, they're rocks, but they haven't, like, misshapen mm-hmm. themselves from the weather and the elements and all that. Yep. It's, it's insane. There was aliens. And, and there was like, 100%. Anybody that makes the argument that there's no aliens, there's definitely fucking aliens. Well, and what's funny about that also, not funny, but interesting, is, like, there's some fucking, like, hidden, like, the light shines through and there's a keyhole and Indiana Jones goes and gets something, like, at the right time. It, and it only happens yeah. every 87 years. Yeah. And how the fuck did they know about that shit? Yeah. How the fuck did they know? That's weird. But it, no, it's crazy. So the reason that I believe in aliens is, I mean, yes. I've I seen find, aliens, I, too. I got a crazy alien story. Oh, God, here we I've go. I've seen you. <laughs> no, I swear I've seen UFOs, dude. But go ahead. So I'm fascinated by um, all of the precision that we cannot explain today. Yes. But um, the reason that I believe in aliens is because I was in college. I don't know. And I was looking at this image. (laughs) What? (laughs) Nothing. Go ahead. I was looking at this huge image on, you know, on a huge scale. It was like eight feet wide. Okay. Okay. And it looked like it looked like the stars. All right. So. Yeah. And then the instructor was like, these are not stars. Yeah. These are galaxies. Okay. There are infinite number of galaxies, galaxies right. in the universe. And we are one galaxy, one yeah. Earth, one freaking sun. The arrogance of someone to say, we're the only things that exist out there. Go fuck off. L- look at this goddamn, yeah. look at this image and what if- all of those fucking galaxies so and then i got oh my mind was like cranking this was right before we started recording this too so i'm thinking i'm like wait welcome to alien life form i've thought about i've thought about this in the past but never like really deep dive into it right and i'm still not deep diving into it i'm just like scratching surface me and me and elia matt we talk about aliens sometimes too We're, we're fans of joe rogan podcast joe rogan talks about aliens a lot anyway okay um where was I going with that shit? Oh, what if, okay, so there were civilizations that have been wiped off the planet completely. Like, mm-hmm. whole races of people gone, but their mm-hmm. but they're, they're structures are still there, you know? Yep. that's We have living proof of that. Mm-hmm. What if, like, uh, everything is an experiment? What if those were failed experiments? Like, the aliens are like, nope, you guys didn't do it, gone. No, you know, it's, it's possible, yeah, thing. of course. Nope, you guys didn't make it, gone, mm-hmm. on to the next thing. Because look, why nobody can explain the technological advances we've had in the last 100 years, right? A hundred years ago, we were still rocking horse and buggies. And in 100 years, put this in perspective: 100 years, we have cars that drive themselves, which they're not flying. They were supposed to be flying when it was the right. year 2000. Everybody, you know, flying mm-hmm. cars year 2000. But in 100 years, we went from the horse and buggy to a car that drives itself to a Little device you can hold in your hand that tells you anything in mm-hmm. the world that you want to know. That advance is insane. And it just didn't happen like one day we figured out how to make a, you know, electric motor. One day we figured out how to make an iPhone. I don't think so. 
Mm-hmm. I think there's some people that could unzip the back of their head <laughs> down the front of their face and inside. Guys, if this podcast doesn't oh go my up, God. you know I was right. For the record, Chris is wearing a tinfoil hat right now. <laughs> no, I'm not scared of him. I welcome him. But uh, I did have this crazy experience. Look, I'm going to... Here we go. Shit. This is our podcast. We can talk about whatever we want. Anyway, I was driving one night. I was coming back from uh, uh, Buddy's house. And, you know, I'm not a drinker. I never did any drugs or anything like that. But I'm driving down this road, and I wasn't five miles from my house. Up in the sky are these four, four lights. It wasn't dark yet. It was just the sun was just starting to go down. There's four lights floating in front of me. I'm in the truck, and I call my wife. And I'm like, it's in the vicinity of where my house is, in the direction of my house. Mm-hmm. Call my wife. I said, go outside, look up in the sky, tell me what you see. She's like, there's four, four lights floating there. I pull over at this point. I'm like, she sees it too. So it's not a glare on my windshield or something. And I'm like, you know, okay. freaking out here. Well, then I pull over in this little gas station. And at the time I was talking on my phone. I didn't think about to record this. Then all these other people start pulling over. Okay. And I'm like, I'm like, what are they pulling over for? They're like pointing up at the sky and they're talking on the phone. Same thing I'm doing. And I'm like, Amy, there's people pulling over here. They see the same thing I see. And then all of a sudden it was like somebody flipped the switch. Gone. Really? Oh, dude. It made the hair on the back of my neck stand up. It made every piece of skin on my body get goosebumps. It was creepy as hell. And all the people that at this time I stood there, this probably happened in like a three to five minute window time. Okay. It wasn't like they were up there for an hour. Right, and right, right. All the people had pulled over on this little road because they all saw the same thing and they were all talking on their phones, but none of us, none of us stopped to record it or take a picture or anything. So the next day I like get in, I get online and I start punching in all the local information. I'm like, even if somebody caught this on camera, they're not mm-hmm. going to, they're not going to like, show it in the newspaper or something you know it's not going to make headline news because it doesn't have to do with the kardashians or some shit oh my god (laughs) jesus aliens are real people i don't think it's like independence day shit but so interestingly enough not to talk about politics but uh harry reed the former speaker of the house came out like a month, like two months ago, yeah, and said, uh, "Yeah, absolutely, we have information on UFOs." Is so, that stuff all supposed to roll out here soon? Don't they? Didn't they give them yeah. a deadline of when yeah. they have to like reveal the information? Yep, yep, it's fucking it's, real. I think it's to the point now where people are so desensitized; it's not really going to fucking matter anyway. Well, our news cycle is so fucking fast that, like, you know, it'll bl- it, it'll be it, a blip it, on the radar. Yeah. Yep. Oh. That, me and Matt were talking about conspiracy theory stuff, and he's like, what oh, if, he's like, what if Hollywood, he goes, he goes, I've read this one before, I've seen things about, it. what if Hollywood's been in on it, and they've been, like, prepping us the whole time, alien flicks, action movies, they're just, like, getting ready, so when it happens, and they finally reveal that we have aliens, nobody's really even going to care, which is 90, which is probably 90% of the people, not going to care. It just depends on if they're hostile or not. And if they're hostile, then everyone would still to be them. here. If what? they're hostile, like if they had alien, you think we'd still be here? If there was like legit alien superior technology, they could probably just like war the world's 
fucking laser zap us. And yeah, but dead. but listen, if if they if they did all these freaking mechanical things a thousand years ago, dude, it's in in the last hundred years with all these freaking sightings, like, dude, they're they're just fucking they're slow playing us, like to the fucking like. <laughs> so I'm saying it's all part of the experiment. People. They they could be, and and if shit goes down, everyone go to vintageaxeworks.com and get yourself an axe because bullets will run out. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> There's my fucking shameless plug. There bitches. you go. Head over to Vintage Axe Works and get your alien fighting axes. Oh my god. <laughs> Speaking of axes, you've been doing some uh, more resin pours I've seen. Sorry about the alien talk, but I just <laughs> no. look. I'm looking at this picture on the computer and I thought about it. But yeah, how's the resin pour stuff going? I seen Total Boat sent you some stuff. Total Boat, yeah, I partnered up with those guys, um, awesome. and I actually do have a coupon code if anyone wants to buy uh, the Total Boat stuff. I think it's Vintage Axe 15. You get 15 percent off of your purchase. Um, but yeah, I'm working on this thing. Our buddy Evan uh, from Evan William, I always get his fucking handle mixed up. Like yeah, his William, name, Evan, it, yeah. his name is Evan Williams, but yeah, it's like William Evans, something like that. Yeah. Designs. Anyway, so the engraver that we had on the show uh, a few months ago, <laughs> the engraver, <laughs> the engraver, Evan, Evan the engraver. Yeah. Uh, he sent me two pennies. Um, yeah. And I put them. So I I learned my lesson from the bottle cap. Uh, experiment and I recessed uh, this piece of uh, crushed grain ash and yep. I put these pennies in there and cast it and you probably didn't see my live video today but I was hanging this freaking head Uh-oh. Uh-oh. yeah yeah I was hanging the head and this grain runs perpendicular okay it's it's it and I was fucking hanging it, and it just snapped in two, just it, in inside of the freaking axe. Wait, that's not your resin pour one, though, is it? Yeah. Oh, it is. Oh, it is. Shit. Yes. So and this thing what? is this thing is already sold, but thankfully it's one of our friends. I'm not going to say who it is and yet. So that's trash. Nope. I contacted my friend, our friend, and I said, "Dude, listen, I think I can salvage this. I think I can five minute epoxy this back together." And it'll be okay. And he was like, dude, that's fine. It's going to be a wall hanger. I don't care. So what I think I'm going to do is trim all of this material, the eye material down, yeah. mm-hmm. seat the head, and then pour epoxy all the way around it like the Permabond. Oh, yeah. Uh, that plum, like Plum did with Permabond back in the day. Yeah. And it'll look really cool, too. Yep. But this thing, I mean, absolutely gorgeous. Um, so while um, I got hit up. Um, a lot because I showed a story on my Instagram feed. Uh, my brother-in-law was up here doing some video footage that I'm uh, that um, I need I needed to do for Beaumont. And while he was here, I was able to hang three freaking axes. I did a uh, a Collins Hudson Bay. I did a True Temper on a curly maple handle, and then I did a fucking like sacrilege. Holtz Brook on a 28-inch handle. I never fucking do Swedish stuff. Um, so these will be available coming up here soon. Um, this week is really shitty because I told you the whole fucking cell phone fiasco. And then on Friday, we're, a bunch of us axe idiots are going fucking camping at JC's property in Indiana. 
Sausage um, Fest 2021, <laughs> baby. Oh, yes. Yeah. <laughs> Sleep together and make sausage and Seriously. eggs. And, no, it sounds like a good time. I, I'm going to come down. I'm going to come to Sausage Fest 2021 one no, day. No, you're not. You're probably you couldn't right. couldn't handle it. What is I mean, the weather like fucking, down there? Is it's, it nice? No, it's going to be... It's going to be fucking cold as shit. Come on. <laughs> Dude, isn't Seriously. The, isn't this the one where he sets up his big tent with the wood stove and all that stuff in it? So that's what we did last year, and I've been on his fucking ass. To get a uh, camper. To, no, no, because <laughs> <laughs> no, he was like, I'm not sitting up that big wall tent again. And I'm like, dude, you fucking have to. It's going to be cold. Yeah. Uh, and he was like, well, we got this other cabin, and we got this, and. I don't fucking know. So I, I called him yesterday, and I was like, I'm at Costco. What do you need? And he was like, just bring the tube steak. So are you guys uh, – is this – you guys trade and sell and all that kind of stuff or what? Uh, I mean, I'm sure it's going to go on. Um, but, I mean, it, that's it's not – It's basically just a hangout, though. It's just a fucking hangout. Cool. I'm not bringing any axes or anything, but, I mean – yeah. All, all the usual suspects will be there. Our, our buddy uh, Jeremy Keenan from North Carolina, he's oh, coming up. Yeah. Awesome. Taylor Taylor Grimes is coming up. Matthew Sweet. Justice, hopefully he can make it. Yeah, so, you know, just all the all the regular dipshits are going to be there. And, <laughs> <laughs> so it, sh- it should be fun. So I'm going to go up early on Friday to help JC um, just, you know, do the final touches on everything and hopefully coerce him to put the fucking wall tent up because I'm a little bitch when it gets fucking cold like this. Like, I hear you. I don't want to sleep in the freezing ass cold either. Yeah. But um, I'm getting old. It hurts to sleep in the cold. God damn it. <laughs> it does. It's and, and, you know, I give those guys shit all the time because they're like fucking doomsday prepper rendezvous yeah, people. Yeah, yeah. And, and Matthew Justice, I swear to God, dude, he walks around with this fucking wool blanket on, and he's got this little pendant thing that hooks it together. It looks he's like probably the warmest dude there too. <laughs> it looks like the little fucking uh, the little sparrow thing from exactly uh, Hunger Games. Yep. Yeah, yep. And it holds this, and I'm like, dude, you're a fucking idiot. Why the fuck? Are you? And he's like, here, <laughs> here, put it on. And I wrapped myself up, pinned it on. I was like, oh. This yeah. is real nice. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and and last year I was freezing my ass off, and I was like, "Hey, do you think I could have one of those wool blankets to sleep with?" <laughs> of course you are. <laughs> oh, no, th- those guys are awesome, though. Um, Hell yeah, they, they're like, like fucking. Awesome. They're like prepared to the fucking tenth degree on everything, and the camp kitchen will be there, and lots of beer and lots of freaking man meat and lots of beards so it cool. should be fun <laughs> it should be fun i'm, right I'm looking on. forward to it yeah cool hopefully more people get to meet this year jesus we'll see what happens yeah you know i've had several people hit me up uh vaccines about, are going out people uh, yeah they i've had several people hit me up um a about axe classes and then more specifically blade show. Like I do not have the inside scoop on blade show. I know I that there's no, and they had something going on. I think down in Texas uh, this last weekend or something, mm-hmm. something recently. Um, so maybe they're going to pull it off in June or July or whenever the fuck it is. I don't know. Um, yeah. They haven't sent out any emails or anything, but you know, all, all of us guys that were registered for last year, they, if you wanted to, you could automatically roll over to this year. So hopefully we'll know something soon because I'm going to be behind the fucking gun. If they say, yes, we're doing it, 
Right. I don't have. I don't. You've been working your butt off. Seriously, I don't have much stock. Um, I got a few pieces. uh, Like I said, you don't have to put all your eggs in that basket either. Even if they do do the show, who knows how many people actually show up? So. That's very true. You know. Um. So it could be literally a quarter of the normal attendance. I have no doubt that it would be a quarter. Yeah. Yeah. So. Good. I don't know. We'll see. I mean, yes. if thing if things drastically improve, uh, I think there's a very high likelihood that it'll pull off. They'll pull it off yeah. in maybe a decent showing, but you know, time will tell on that. So as of now, I do plan on going. Um, I got a couple customers that have hit me up that want me to bring stuff, and yes, I'm going to if it happens. So stay tuned for that. There you go, guys. We got a lot of great, great guests coming up on the show. We're just making. Uh, arrangements and setting up times to record and all that good shit. I myself told Roy that I wanted to do this thing bi-weekly, but I think we're going to do a guest one week and then me and Roy are going to shoot the shit one week. So that'll be the schedule from here on out. Just letting all you guys know what's going on behind the scenes, but our next guest we're setting up for this coming week is going to be amazing. I'm super excited to have this guy on. It's going to be great. I'm not going to tell you guys who it is yet. You'll just have to wait and see. But, um, yeah, I think that's it. You got anything else? No, I'm good. All right, cool. That's it for me, too. I'm going to go get more tools and go fucking travel the country and try and find more cool shit to show you guys. Roy's going to make more cool axes with fucking bottle opener or bottle caps and candy dicks inside of it. Visit Vintage Axe Works on Instagram and uh, Mount Phillip Metalworks. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, Snow, Snow Angel motherfucker. Snow Angel, Frozen Tundra shit. Um, yeah, that's it. Thanks for all the suggestions on guests, too, by the way. Glad you guys love Nils Ogren. Mm-hmm. The last podcast, he was great. Amazing, amazing person. Uh, yeah, that's it. I think that's a wrap. Oh, wait, I got to do this because everybody said how great the last exit was. What? So, really? Yes, I got messages saying that I must ate my Wheaties. You were cracking out. You must have been on Red guy. Bull. Blah, blah, blah. <laughs> so, from Chris Cash and Mount Philbert Works and Roy Scott from Vintage Axe Works, that's a wrap on the X and I. Shit.